tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. We're back. Uh, and it's been a minute, and it's been a hot minute. Um, and it, I think that's the best way to describe it is our back. Um, I agree. And this, this week, or last weekend, uh, the holiday weekend, I think proved it. Like, uh, for, for the state of the industry, um, it's been, like, really terrible Honestly, guys, it's been really terrible. And what ends up happening here is we, you know, we shut down a lot of our operation in terms of like what we need to do day to day. And then this week we actually had to have a production meeting because we are back. We're starting to do more events. We're starting to get creative with the events. And that's what today's uh, topic is all about is how we are back and how we can continue to be back and how we're not going anywhere. And it's fun, man. So Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 72. 72. Mike Lucky number 72. Jordan, Dylan, Weissman, and uh, the title of this is We're Back. We're back. And we're back. And it's cool. You know what, man? It felt so good to get out this weekend and actually do an event. Dylan, I know we'll get into it uh, in just a little bit. You and I had the pleasure of actually working together this past weekend, and we're going to chop it up about that. But, Mike, I I think that uh, when I spoke to you earlier this morning, um, you had brought up a really good topic, and I'd love to start there if we can because there's a whole bunch of different things going on right now. We have a a lot of different, uh, I guess, logs being thrown on on the fire. You know, clients are... Uh, obviously getting in touch with us uh, and we found you know just like everybody else throughout the industry that a lot of it has been to either postpone uh, you know uh, switch alter or outright cancel their date so why don't you why don't you take it on there Mike because you've been dealing with a lot this weekend right uh, it, it's been a, one of my toughest weeks in regards to cancellation so you know it, it's weird because the good news comes out just a week and a half ago that, you know, in New Jersey, we could do indoor events with 25% or 150 people, whichever is more. Uh, and it was like, a, I mean, we were all doing our happy dance. I, I mean, I know across the industry locally, like the text messages were blowing up. Everybody was so excited. You know, we're finally back. This is a right. step in the right direction. We knew it wasn't, you know, the golden ticket per se, but it was a giant leap in the right direction. And, and the more, leaps like this we get the quicker we're going to be back to normal if you know if people behave and act appropriately and whatnot um but as quick as that happened it was almost like the light switch was flipped students are going back to school to some extent and clients are panicking again like we you know good news comes out and then the client panic happened and it was almost like unexpected that way um so you know, what I want to do is spend a few moments and just talk about the impact of canceling um, right. as opposed to postponing. And you know, and then, then we should end this podcast on the positives of the event that you guys just did, the one that we have coming up. And, and you know, realistically, the impact of, of canceling, it hurts everybody. Right. Um, clients are, you know... Uh, I couldn't even imagine you know, a, a 13-year-old who's been planning for this all their life being robbed of the opportunity, you know, because of something out of their hands, you know, and, and this, this is legitimately a, a big concern, you know, like, like COVID's a legit thing and, you know, to, to whatever extent people want to believe it or invest in it, it is what it is. But, 
you know, legitimately it has destroyed, you know, lives. It's destroyed our industry. But um, to just say, you know what, I'm over it. I don't want to have this party. I feel like these kids are going to look back 10, 15, 20 years from now and say, why did I study? Why did I do this? You know, why did I not have this opportunity? And, you know, I guess I'm going on a little rant here right now because people will say, well, you can get bar mitzvah at any point. But I don't know if it's the same. Like if your life was expecting to do this at the age of 13 and then, you know, at 30 you decide to do it, it's just not the same. It's not that like rite of passage the way it was intended to be. Um, so, so first off, I feel bad for the kids. I, I bet we would all agree with that. And if you guys want to jump in there, feel free. And then I want to talk about how it affects us and everybody else involved. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Mike, I want to tag on to that a little bit. I think that, you know, right now, and I'm dealing with clients right now, and not even just specific to, you know, bar and bat mitzvahs, which obviously is, is the forefront of our cast primarily, but like just in general, you know, I think that right now people are talking to their friends. It's, it's kind of the snowball effect. You know, one person's like, hey, man, we can't do this. It's, it's not going to go. And then it kind of trickles down the spectrum. And I really think that people are kind of shorting themselves a little bit. Families might be shorting themselves instead of doing the due diligence and really looking into maybe the different ways you can get creative and spin this thing to make it fun and make it engaging. You know, don't forget we are, you know, restaurants are back to a, you know, a 25% capacity. You know, things are starting to get back into normalcy. So, you know, I know that, you know, this past Saturday we took, we went above and beyond to take social distancing guidelines to the next level and, and, and really made it a point to not only focus on those those specific topics, but also stress them. And I think it's also important that when doing these events, just to kind of pepper it into your guests, let them know, uh, you know, vocally, hey, we're taking the proper precautions. You know, we, we actually made it a gimmick, and, and Dylan and I will get into it in a little bit uh, when the Bar Mitzvah boy actually did his candlelighting this past Saturday. We made it a thing to kind of suit him up properly and put the mic uh, scrim, you know, onto his microphone. We actually made like a, a visual out of it for everybody. I wanted people to see that us as a brand, um, you know, are taking the proper steps to really ensure safety at every event. I think that's super important. So I think that if you are a professional that's out doing events, or you're out doing mitzvahs, um, I think that you should uh, put it in the forefront a little bit to your clients, to the venue owners, to other professionals that, hey, you know, uh, you know our, our company is a brand. We're taking the proper steps to make sure everything's safe. So um, if, if the goal here is to talk about how we're back, mm. I think because because I'll be the first to say like we are back in a in, in a way that uh, was would seem foreign because we're actually doing events again, weddings, bar mitzvahs, sweet sixteens. Uh, we're getting calls every day now to like really start thinking about what we're doing. I think the big point and the big takeaway from that opening right here is for families and clients, the best way to start feeling comfortable is ask your venue or rather vendors for that matter, what are they doing to stay safe, to maintain social distancing? And, and the best way to um, to ask that question uh, to your venue is, you know, what kind of, what what's the table layout? How's the food going to be served? Um, and then ask your entertainment company, what are you, what are you doing? Are, are you doing temperature checks of your staff? Are you doing regular health visits? Are you doing, um, what are you doing with the microphones? How are you going to handle that? Um, so I think that all of those aspects take a, take precedent when you start planning these things because we're fighting two different fights here. We're fighting the ability to do events, which are back. All right. right. We have the ability to do the event, but now we also have to fight the idea of our families feeling safe to do the event and the best way to educate or the best way to get people to feel safer is to educate them on the process of how we're doing it. Um, a great example that uh, a colleague of mine said is 
if we're able to go to movie theaters, if we're able to go to supermarkets, if we're able to go to Lowe's, if we're able to go to restaurants, why can't I celebrate something like my son's bar mitzvah? Um, it's a great point. And it, and, it, and it resonated with me because that's what's happening. We're going out to restaurants, out to um, beaches. We're going out to loading these extra things. Mike, you, you're, you know, you have people in your shop every day. I think that's the point. Uh, you know, we're, we're turning that corner. And the back end of this podcast, the next part of this podcast is all about the reasons why you're going to you're gonna want to start celebrating and you want to be back. Because guess what? It's now time to have something celebrate, something fun, something exciting. And Mike, no one can speak more highly on this idea than you because just this week we had a bunch of tough clients who were looking for all the ways to either cancel or uh, postpone and that part every time. But we also had a lot of families who, I mean, just yesterday we had that's doing this weekend and me and you were on the call with them. And it was refreshing to hear because you can sense the excitement that they have to the fact that they have something to celebrate this weekend. And that has been a long time coming for them. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think it really comes down to the mantra of the client. And first off, I think I should put the caveat out that as a company, we're not suggesting people step out of their comfort zone. And if you don't feel comfortable doing a party now, don't. Just postpone. Like, wait till you are comfortable. But know that other people now are comfortable and other people are doing it. And you're not going to be, you know, looked at in a funny way. And, and I know there's a, a fair amount of vendors that are watching this. And I'll say that some vendors are very comfortable going out and doing events right now. And some vendors are not. And that's acceptable as well. Um, we as a brand are comfortable and we're, we're confident with our precautions that we're taking. Um but Dylan, I'll start with our phone call yesterday with our client that we're sharing this coming weekend. Um, they are so happy. I mean, God, I, I feel like I won the Nobel Peace Prize with them because of how happy they are that we're thinking out of the box and coming up with fun, creative ways to, to celebrate their twins. And um, this is a family that kind of got beat up pretty good. They got beat up by their venue. Um, they got beat up by a couple of their vendors. And they called me and they said, you know, we think we have to cancel unless you could think of something fun. And I please, still had a please don't beat list. us up. Don't beat us up. <laughs> yeah. I had a laundry list of fun things that they could do in this alternative setting on the flip. That was a great phone call yesterday on the flip. I'll say I got beat up by three or four other clients that just, you know, again, they they have the right to choose to cancel. And, you know, I think all, companies, vendors, venues, we understand that. And we're accepting cancellations. You know, we're not enforcing every clause in our contract, but um, I saw it online last night. Somebody posted in one of the, the Facebook groups, is it fair for a vendor to not give back a deposit? And, you know, I, man, I, I hate to dive so deep into it in this podcast, but, you know, we talk about being real here. Um, contract is in place for a reason a deposit is in place for a reason and we'll do anything we can to work with our clients to accommodate them but just giving it back i think is not within the cards i mean uh, does anybody want to speak on that i i mean like mike i i you and i and, and obviously dylan we, we talk about this non-stop for like i would feel like forever but we as a, as a business i think the clients have to realize that in order for us to 
be able to perform and be able to carry out their expectations and be able to deliver as explosive always has in the past, we have to be able to keep our lights on. You know what I mean? And we're not, I don't think that what we're asking for um, when we talk with our clients back and forth one-on-one is anything astronomical um, or anything that we're, that, that we haven't already put in the work. A lot of the, uh, the deposit money that, um, you know, goes to, to, to these events has already been utilized for, you know, event coordination, uh, coordinating with venues, you know, getting uh, other uh, uh, extra enhancements in line. Um, a lot of the time and work and, and effort uh, on that deposit has already been put into play. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not like we aren't, I guess, earning the, the deposit that has been already uh, been request back. So I think that, that, that clientele just really needs to realize that we also, as, as a business, as a small business, are trying to keep everything in running order to, to perform the way that we were expected on the day of their event. That's well said. That's well said. Dylan, you want to add to it? No, I want to get to good news. <laughs> good. I, thank you. I, I, we need, we need a, a little positive pick-me-up. So, I like no, the buffer. I like I, the segue. No, I want to get to good news um, because it, it's not easy for anyone. But So this weekend, uh, we have an event coming up, um, and we'll talk about that. And But before we talk about this weekend, and, and I'm so thankful for the families that have given the opportunity to come out and, and – prove that we can do it safely and do it well and do it with style and energy and charisma. Um, so Jordan, why don't you tell, why don't you visually lay out how our event worked this weekend? Cause I got to do something that I don't normally get to do, which is sit behind the, the booth and watch you do your thing. I mean, I, I was, I, you know, I, I was, was actually, it's so funny that you said that I was actually going to flip it because I was in it. I got to do it. I wanted to get your opinion because you got to see everybody kind of in their elements. So why don't you start and I'll finish. Okay, so um, this weekend we did a, an event um, at a, a location that very uh, that, that very deliberately had an indoor outdoor space. They were following all of the regulations by having the walls open that leads out to a beautiful enclosed patio. And when I say enclosed, it, it it's open on three of four sides, which allows you to have these events. And that's really important. It had an awesome outdoor garden area, and it was segmented in a way where was separate than activities, which was separate than the DJ area, which was separate from where the tables are. So there was more than enough space for everyone to have their own space. And here's what I noticed. A big notice of mine is that the car load that you come with, you are more than welcome and excited to be around regardless of situation. So because of that, what helped the idea of that was uh, an open, uh, an open seating, open layout. So that way the car you came with could be the car that you sit with. If you don't want to like, like I noticed that there were kids sitting with adults and adults sitting with kids because that just happened to be their family or their neighbors or something like that. So when I was noticing, what I was noticing and walking around, um, I, I think that that was a big – and that's a shout-out to, to Stonehouse in, in Warren. That's, that, was the, that was the venue because they laid it out where there was plenty of space for everyone. Now, fast forward. There was a point in time where everyone was seated, but there was no one seated in an uncomfortable setting. And Correct. if there was ever a point in which they felt uncomfortable, there was more than enough space for those individuals to get up and move. There was standing and room. A, and to get away. And to even mm-hmm. get away from the action, which is great. Yep. There were these little alcoves by fire pits. And uh, so that was one thing that I noted really well is that there was plenty of space for everyone. And that everyone who wanted to be around each other found a way to be around it safely. Another thing that was a big part of this event is that sometimes masks can be a taboo subject. This 
went used the mask as part of the prop, as the gimmick, as the branding. So they went out and got, I'm talking high quality masks. Like yes. it's a mask that I would want to wear. It passes the lighter test where you hold a match or a lighter in front of you and you can't blow out. Like you can't blow it out. Like it passed the lighter test. Like this ended up being a safe mask. So that's a really big deal. So they part of, they did it as a part of the gimmick. As people walked in, they got their individual bottle of hand sanitizer and their individual mask. And right then and there, that set the pace for what to be expected. We, as the entertainment company, had to do a tactful policing situation, which at first I thought I would be uncomfortable with. But in hindsight, I realized that it was our delivery of it that made it fun, light, and airy as opposed to like a security guard saying, put your mask back on. Like, right. it was our charisma and our polish that allowed that, I want to call it policing, opportunity of wear masks in, in, in you know, the eat, uh, you know in the common areas. When you're at your table mm-hmm. eating, like, you can take it off. Like, those type of things. And, and it's funny because now more than ever, I think that we have to rely on our staff. The families who are saying, well, I'm really not having something huge or something big. I want to eliminate a dancer. Or I want to eliminate a technician. I think that that might be a mindset that has to change a little bit because – you now need those extra charismatic individuals with training and poise and professionalism to help, I don't want to call it police the event, but police the event. So those are big picture items. Um, Jordan, I want you to talk about the entertainment side of it, some of the enhancements they had, how it was spaced out, and then ultimately how we as an entertainment company were featured. Awesome. So uh, like Dylan was saying, you know, the Stonehouse and Warren was teed up. And, and for everybody listening, if you're looking for a venue for a spot, the Stonehouse, for us here in Jersey, in, in our area, is a place that's known for their wedding uh, their wedding events. Um, and they don't do too many mitzvahs. But if you're looking for something different and a place that does a great indoor-outdoor event where you can party with high energy, um, definitely take a look at them. Um, when we were getting down to our entertainment factor, I know that the client had a lot of uh, the uh, – the boy's name was Benjamin uh, for his bar mitzvah. And he was all about money and dollar signs and everything was moneyed out. And that was like his whole theme of the day. There was a mechanical bull. There was an open-air photo station. Um, we had uh, casino tables. And again, as Dylan was saying before, because the stone house is so well spread out, there was a great enough distance between each of these enhancements where each was its own activation zone. So, you know, in addition to us uh, with the music, because, you know, obviously the, the family wanted us to be high energy, and we'll get into the dance part in, in, uh, in just a couple. Um, but as far as the enhancements are concerned, I think they did a really good job of giving uh, the kids and guests in general options um, to, to kind of bring the event together. So if, you're, if you weren't a big dancer, you weren't like, all right, well, I just got to sit around in my chair. You're like, hey, I can go play, you know, a couple rounds of Texas Hold'em, and then I could jump on a mechanical bull for a second, take a couple of pictures with my friends. So, you know, there was definitely plenty of uh, activation to go around, which I thought was awesome. Um, now, the dancing that we did was always uh, social distance. So what we did was, they were more activity-based. So what we did was, I, I remember we had, uh, towards the end, uh, one of the big prizes we gave out was a money ball, a grand prize ball. So um, all the dancers from the stage and from you know, the designated areas would entertain the kids. So you know, we used that ball as a prop. So the dancers would throw the, the ball to each uh, uh, of the different dancers, and the kids had to turn their focus, their attention, towards that dancer with a, a good amount of space in between and follow their lead. So we were able to use this ball prop with our crew to kind of generate energy and change the energy and the vibe in the room and you know do, do different dance moves from afar. So it was able for them to kind of focus their attention in on without having to be so close to us, they were able to follow the ball rather than the entertainer, which was great. So there was a lot of things that we could play into the day that helped uh, assist us uh, in being more socially distanced. 
Can, can I bring up uh, an idea before Mike jumps in that the dancers did that I don't think an intentional, I don't know if you ever gave them this direction, but all the moves they did mm-hmm. were actually more body centric. So normally we're really big out there and loud and we try to use as much of a wingspan as possible. But what was actually impressive is I watched our dancers and shout out to, to, to Donuts and, and to Katie Radis and to Nick Pooch. I mean, these dancers ended up adapting their dance moves so that you didn't walk into other people. You didn't trip over each other. You kept to your box. And I thought that was really impressive. Mike? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I was not at the job and I saw pictures that were posted and I was impressed because maybe it's not so natural to dance apart from each other. But when I saw pictures like Jordan, there was a picture of you standing on the stage. You were by yourself leading something and the dancers were easily six, probably 10, 12 feet in front of you, you know, doing follow me steps. And then the crowd was really well spaced. And I, I, I honestly don't know how that happened. I don't know if you guys uh, suggested it or if it happened naturally, but you know, it looked cool. Like it didn't, it didn't look odd by any stretch. And not not to cut you, Mike, but just to jump in being the, you know, the guy that was in it and, and kind of narrating it. The cool part was it was a little bit of a perfect storm. It was a little bit of us wanting, because the client said to us straight up that they wanted to have a great party, something that was high energy and fun, all within the guidelines. So they knew they, I knew that they wanted, you know, us to bring that explosive product that everybody knows and loves, but, you know, for for what's going on right now. So it was definitely a little bit of them being nervous, us not knowing how to approach it and kind of meeting in the middle a little bit. Uh, it was cool to see people kind of unfold as the event went on because as the hours went on through the event, more people were kind of getting up and getting into it and finding their own little nook at at, uh, at the stone house where they could kind of claim as their dance area because there was literally, Mike, like fire pits on one side, uh, big beautiful bars on the other. You And the best part about being outside with sound is that the sound travels, you, you were able to hear us everywhere out there so you know watching families kind of find their own little nook their own little space you know within that outside patio to be a part of the action was great so it all came together really really well yeah I, again as an outsider just looking at it it looked so cool and it and it looked it looked like fun i mean it looked i mean everything that you told me looked like aside from us all being out of shape four songs in and, and not being able to take a deep breath it was awesome <laughs> so I want to talk I want to talk a little bit about a way that we're back uh, for these events because um, that's the theme is that was that we're back and we're able to do these um, a lot of families should understand that the way that we laid out the stone house um, we had satellite speakers TVs um, and and microphones to be able to project the messaging and the atmospheric enhancement of the you know the montage and the graphics we were able to do that in every corner of the space and we were able to use technology that was wireless that didn't draw a lot of power and that was loud and clear for sound purposes so that way you didn't have to be in front of the dj because the way the stone house is laid out is it's laid out in a big l on the patio where everyone was congregating and then also on the indoor space it was a big box so we had a tv and a, and a speaker inside so that way whatever was going on uh on the tv or this or, or hearing from the setup you were able to enjoy that atmosphere and stay distant so the takeaways for families is to consider how can i spread out my atmospheric presence mm-hmm. that includes things like satellite speakers and tvs 
So that way, in a really big space with a small amount of people that allows everyone to spread out, can you still create your message, your vibe, and your branding across the whole venue? And the cool part about that is, Dylan, like the big icing on the cake, I think, from this this event this past weekend is that uh, for everybody watching and listening out there, Mitzvah Market Magazine did pick up this event as a lead feature on a great way to do a high-energy social distance party. Um, all things came together really well, so you'll be able to read about it, see all those pictures that we were talking about, um, see the different ways that we apply the indoor-outdoor uh uh, mechanics and how we tied in all the wireless technology, um, the additional screens, the feeds to you know maybe get some ideas on, on how you guys as families can uh, move forward and still have this this big day be uh, be rocking. So so you know what I I'm on a trans transition right now I almost lost train of thought there um, to the party that Dylan and I have coming up this Saturday and this family took what was supposed to be a traditional indoor bar mitzvah at a hotel. Um, they found an outdoor beach venue, and they are okay if it's not really a dance party. Although I, I they you know think there might be some dancing, but you know we are doing some boardwalk style activities and you know beach activities, and we're gonna have so much fun. Like we're bringing cam jam, we're bringing cornhole and um, uh, uh, ladder ball, a couple other activities. Um, there's gonna be trivia's and scavenger hunts and. It's going to be a really fun party uh, outdoors on the beach, you know, right after Labor Day. I mean, I, I don't I think the weather forecast said 74 degrees last I looked for, for Saturday. I don't think that I could have planned a more fun, realistic outdoor event. I mean, uh, it, it, first off, it's in Seaside Heights, you know, like an iconic beach in New Jersey. Um, it, it's right outside of the sawmill, which is a great, you know, night spot that people, you know, yearn to go to. But this venue, they've got a couple tents out there. They've got palm trees. Like, talk about a great way to end the summer, you know? Like, so they took the date that was given to them and they were embracing it and said, you know, how could we uh, adapt our style and still have a party and still celebrate? And, you know, they said themselves, they didn't want to just keep pushing it off where it was going to lose meaning. It's awesome. I, I agree. I think a big takeaway there, Mike, for our listeners is if you're on the fence and so let's say that you, uh, you know, you got beat up by a vendor and you had to cancel or postpone from, uh, from that perspective and you lose out on deposits. Let me tell you that the vendors that you hire to do an event this year are going to go above and beyond. They're going to, they are going to live and breathe for you because that's money that's held in this year. So I can tell you that this client that we're working with right now, we're charging a fraction of what we normally charge in terms of services rendered. The package price is relatively the same as where they were, but what we're doing for them and going above and beyond is because we are so excited to A, be back to work, and B, they were excited to trust us with the event. So when we title this one, We Are Back, it's I think it's also a mindset. Can you guys be back? Can you be ready? Wow. To, to do it, right? Dylan Weissman's the president. Man, look at that. He's just blow, blowing minds here. Come so, on. So let's put ourselves in a mindset in which you can be back in a celebration mindset because it's been so bad for so long on so many fronts. Let's stop beating ourselves up. Let's stop beating each other up. And let's put us in a position where we can think we are back. We're here to celebrate. And I am so excited to celebrate. I'm, it'll be the first time I'm early emceeing since March 7th. And I... To the point, Mike, where I planned another meeting tonight. Yeah. There's no there's no reason for me to plan this meeting other than I just want to talk to these kids and get them excited again. Because the families were saying how they're excited, but 
the kids are like, how are we going to have mitzvah? And I want to get them excited. That's how much I care about them celebrating in a meaningful way. So I think it, when we talk about we are back, it's a mindset as well as an action. And if you can deliver that mindset and action, watch how far your vendors are going to jump for you. Watch how far, including venues, including photographers, videographers, caterers, DJs and entertainment. Watch how far they dance for you. Watch how far they jump for you. Man, you know what? I, I know I started this podcast on the negative side, and that's not me. Like, that's not who I am. And, and I hate that I've become so, like, uh, on the defense lately because of everything going on. But you just hit the nail on the head, Dylan. Like, anything that this client for Saturday has asked for, I'm like, yeah, you got it. Absolutely. Like, no problem. No charge. We, we're there. Like, we will go that extra mile and then some. Um and I, you guys don't actually know this, but in my office, there's, there's a sign that I saw, and I'm, I'm going to read it to you because I freaking love this sign. It says, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, but never the goal. Yep. And I I was literally I was shopping. I saw this sign. I was like, this screams everything that we're going through. And I'm going to read it again. If the plan doesn't work, change the plan, but not the goal. And if you think about that, in the world of what we're doing in the mitzvah world, in the event world, sure, you had a plan. You, you, right. you, your plan was to have your party in March. Well, you can't. Okay, so change the plan. But the goal is to celebrate, to be with your friends and family, to, to enjoy life. You worked so hard for so many years. Don't lose that goal. Don't lose sight of it. And too many people right now are. They're losing sight of goals and they're just they're, they're backing down. They're giving in. Yeah, and, and be those and be that family that's gonna like shake it up. You know, shout out to the Paradise family. That was our family from this past weekend. They did it, they ran with it, and I can't tell you how many people at that event came up to our crew and just said, Thank you. Thank you for this. My kids have been in the house for six months. Uh, you know, we've been all cooped up. This has been such a great release. This is our first time out. You know, we we haven't been out in, in so long. Like the, just the amount of positive energy that came back from it and how people were just totally like blown away that that this can actually move forward in a positive manner in an energized manner and it's not that weird you know what i mean and maybe it has something to do with their last name the last name paradise like i know (laughs) that that is as positive of a last name as you could get huh yeah and we'll be on the we'll be on the horn with them following up this week and they have you know two beautiful twin girls that are coming up in a year and a half that we're going to lock down as well so they're ready to rock and roll again that's awesome um, you guys got any you know final thoughts here? I, I mean, I, I think we made our point in today's cast. You know, uh, work with your vendors, allow them to do what they do. Let's all be creative. Let's let's think positively. Um, you know, change the plan, but not the goal. I mean, there's there's a lot of positives that come out of this cast here. I like that. You know what? I think that uh, I can't wait to see uh, what we talk about next week about how we change the plan again. And how we keep changing the plan and keep, you know, moving forward and progressing. So uh, I think this is a great uh, foundation and a good stepping stone to get back in action. Yep. Take us home, Dylan. So if there's anything else to say, it's that we're back. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. And the energy is contagious. I'm riding the high from actually being in front of people again. Um, from this weekend, and I know that you guys are too. And the fact that we're going to do it again this weekend is exciting. The fact that we, you know, regular meetings about the future events that we have is exciting to us and our staff. And I think that it's exciting for the families and the friends that are involved. So uh, I cannot thank 
uh, our families and the vendors that trust us every single day. I cannot thank our team enough to trust us to put them in a position that they can safely work. Um, and most importantly, I want to I want to extend a, a hand, uh, a virtual hand that's covered in hand sanitizer, uh, out to the families <laughs> who uh, who want to take that little bit of a change in mindset and and explore it because we are open to ideas we're open to ex to experiment and we're open to um, making sure that that you guys you know really have a reason to celebrate in 2020 because guess what there hasn't been a whole lot of reasons to celebrate let's find a way to do it um with the with the mindset of let's get back to it all right so episode Wait, Dylan, yeah. sorry but i i was when i was publishing this podcast i was glancing back at the previous titles and i think i want to end on this there is no exact plan again, you know, but the last podcast was the micro party. You know, then we talked a lot about virtual parties. Take all of this into concept and there isn't a set, you know, peg, you know, round peg, square hole kind of thing. Figure it out. Think out of the box, you know, adapt some of these different styles and put it together and create your new plan create your new day but don't lose sight of that goal and have a damn celebration for your friends your family the guests of honor that deserves it the bride the groom whatever it might be it's time to celebrate it really is good stuff so Very cool episode 72 mastering mitzvahs if there's no better way to end it it's that we are back uh jordan marshall mike langster my name is dylan weissman and until we see you next time take care of yourselves and each other peace